0: This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is the first episode of Puffin Jam for 2022. So, Happy
1: high, we... very high-pitched New Year. Sorry, yeah. I think only dogs would be able to hear that intro, but... Happy um, hyper,
2: yeah. high-pitched.
1: High-pitched and hyper, that pretty much sums me up. Nothing's changed from last year, apparently. So, yeah. Happy New Year, everybody. Um, Yeah, but this is what this episode going to be all about it's the first one of 2022 we're really excited we're embracing the new year um but yeah we just thought we'd take this opportunity as a little trio to kick things off in traditional just the three of us style so we're going to do a bit of a mix up a bit of a mash up of looking back at 2021 and seeing how it all went you know did it go the way we thought it was going to go did it not and then just probably touch on 2022 and what uh the property world holds in store for all of us three stugglers so yeah where do you want to start boys
2: well i want to start by saying um that i'm very impressed at the effort that yourself and i made for today's uh, episode yeah and um he's a mr scott down here uh, managed to find a shirt which he could bust in all the way up to the top button um that's about barely it barely breathe
1: <laughs> that all the christmas turkey actually not in your case christmas vegan
2: turkey christmas Furky. um okay <laughs> <Furky>.
1: uh, <philo laughs> yeah okay yeah, no, no oh i love a nut roast oh, have you no.
2: roasted some nuts over christmas
0: niall and well, that might be even too expletive for this podcast
1: blimey that's saying a lot
2: <laughs> no, very 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 um uh, what do you call it naive question alive um innocent innocent
1: Innocence. thank you
2: innocent question it is in question. Of course mm. it was. Uh, he yeah, swerved.
1: So he swerved nicely. So yeah. Um, so yeah, we for for listeners who don't can't because you can't see us, um, you need to look at our Instagram this week because um Matt's comment will be explained. Uh, Matt and I look like we've got a hot date, to some ball, and now look like I don't know, he's polished our shoes before we left the house. So
0: turned up.
2: <laughs> no, it looks like he's going to like um an Oasis concert.
1: It does. Yeah. Which links. I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah. And actually that links into next week's episode as well, which will make sense when you hear that too. So, Mm -hmm. so yeah. So what should we start with? Like looking back at 2021 in property and where our heads at, what we think, what we feel, how did it go? What didn't go so well? What was amazing? Do you want to start, Matt?
2: 2021 seems to be the year that for a lot of people uh, was a very tough year. For finding properties, I don't think people found it a tough year, like generally, but more frustrating. I think because um, I know from our perspective that we've got money ready to go into projects, and uh, it has been a struggle to find them at the same rate as we had been finding them. And uh, I think uh, you know that, that has been a learning for us. We've been in property about six, seven years now, and finding them um, to stack at the same in the same way they were stacking um, has been challenging. Say. Um, uh, we, we we have have done a few deals, but um, not to the same extent as as we were wanting. So I think that has been a frustration. And just chatting in in many networking um, circles and in you know, within our own groups and masterminds, yeah, you know, we see the frustration. Uh, although they're all getting out there and buying stuff, um, you know, they're changing tack, changing strategy, flexing with the market. Um, but uh, yes, I, th- I think what I've definitely seen is people overpaying for property i think 2021 is probably the year that people paid too much for property Mm. or did they i'll come back to that in a moment but yeah 2021 the feeling is or the the view is that people are overpaying um based on the evidence available at the time Mm. speculating i think is the word
1: yeah, and lack of, lack of evidence thereof because of land registry being so behind with comparable data. You know, we've got months and months of stuff just in the pipeline ready to be published. It's A lot of it's been stabbed in the dark on like end valuations and stuff. So that certainly presented a challenge, especially when you're going in either asking or possibly above. It just feels that little bit more risky, doesn't it? Even got that same assurance.
0: Yeah, I think as you alluded to there, Mad, like a lot of investors have been sitting on their hands just waiting for better deals to come along properties are selling but it's more like a um a buyer's market for home movers or for people setting up their own homes rather than investments um so although although investment properties have been purchased obviously um i don't think it's anywhere near to the same degree that it would have been normally so there's a lot of money sitting waiting just to see what's going to happen
2: i feel um, I, w- I was chatting to one of our brokers the other day, and he was saying that at the moment there's quite a lot of good deals from banks because they've got loads and loads of money waiting to go out. So they've, uh, yeah, and then that just goes to show that the banks can't get their money out. There's not enough projects being bought, and these are commercial banks, investment banks wanting to lend on investment properties. Um, so they're incentivizing people to go with them, so people do have projects. Um, so yeah, it, it's a bit of a perfect storm for. A person that can find a deal or can agree a deal maybe um off market you know or something very creative uh, it's also the, the the market for sellers seller's market if you're um yeah which also then comes on to my point i was saying about whether it's whether people are speculating i think I think they are but in a market which is on the on the gallop on the hoof up the hill um yeah there, there's an argument to say well you know could you and should you factor in this growth that's going on right now when you're making offers just to be busy um and that's a dilemma which i think um comes down to personal decision does it make a good business decision it probably adds to the risk but does it get you busy and what's your what's your backup if that doesn't if it doesn't come off i think is the the main the main thing mm. yeah
1: I think it's sort of seen the rise of, you know, more planning gain strategies instead of just doing something that was would have been considered just cosmetic before, which wouldn't really. It just means your deal doesn't stack because you're not going to get the uplift you're looking for. You are looking to get significant gain from doing more significant works to get that capital value in such a, a galloping market. And I think that has put a lot of people off you know, higher stamp duty as well in relation to purchase price, all of that sort of stuff, I think, has obviously been factored in. But I just don't think that's enough of a reason not to, you know, not to, to, to indulge, because from a refinance perspective, and like we talked about this on a previous episode in 2021, didn't we? This, is, this has been the perfect time to just leverage what you've got. Like there's been growth, you know, for many. So that's been a good thing.
2: Yeah, so they're, they're you know, able to realise capital but have nowhere to put it.
1: Yes, well, this is it. or, yeah, hesitance to put it somewhere. I or, think people hesitant, are, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: So you yeah. can go, as you say, you can go and, and buy stuff, but um, I think it really does test people's ability to go out there and find projects and not just rely on them to land on their doorstep um, from their favourite agent because agents are busy and when they do get a project, they're swamped by um. The whole you know, raft of potential types of people buying it. So um, yeah, you 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 got to be in it to to win it. But yeah, you, you're one of many many bids now. We're finding many many bids, and uh, you know standing out. You you don't really get a, a second or third bite at the cherry. So if you get if you get your offer wrong on on day one, then you can't. They kind of get out of the running. It's uh, quite frustrating so you kind of have to go in going with all all you've got with the first offer which is completely um against everything that we've ever wanted to do because you want to negotiate but there is no negotiation i think that's the thing at the moment there is no negotiating going on the the power is with um a lot of vendors um although saying that you know yeah we have got clients who've done have agreed good prices uh, as in for the for the vendors but then have gone back in and renegotiated renegotiated because of um surveys and valuations so there is always still a negotiation to be had but um um, yeah which moves on to to the next point which is it's also been a year of dramatically rising bill
1: costs
2: cost of labor um
1: materials um, labor the whole thing
0: i think there's a that that's even worse i feel because There's so much uncertainty around the costings of doing refurbishments, you you can't, it's very difficult to factor those costs in because they're so fluctuating. How do you know exactly what you're going to spend on a project when prices are changing on a daily basis?
1: Yeah. I mean, this is it, isn't it? It's just been really, really hard. But for everyone concerned, because, you know, where the trade have obviously had to just up all of their their prices, you know, they're in a rock and a hard place as well because they're having to just, they've got no choice, you know, they're having to pass on that cost. And, you know, it has that ripple effect, isn't it, right down the line. So even if you negotiate, deal and you think right okay i, I could make this work providing the renovation is not going to cost any more than and then you get some quotes and you're like holy shit this stops working yeah yeah it's yeah. difficult so, that's, so where does that leave us for
0: 2022
1: then well the so next i was just thinking it's not just that it's availability of resources as well and that's what i'm wondering you know will whether that will roll into 2022 in you know right through to towards the end of the year because one of my biggest um my builders his biggest complaint was render he couldn't get a hold of any render because it was just sat in Ireland at the docks all ready to go all ready to be couriered and transported but no resource to courier to deliver Mm. the, the raw materials and so you know, he's had to wheel and deal and, you know, find a way to kind of source it. And he knows this particular brand that he likes to work with. And so if he's suddenly having to kind of sacrifice the quality of his work, um, you know, because he can't source the materials, the high quality materials, then that has, again, that, that impact. And I just wonder... Because, you know, the government sent out those letters encouraging HGV drivers, you know, like you might be a policeman because you do HGV on the side. Like we will see the benefit of that, potentially that recruitment drive into 2022.
0: Mm. Yeah, because the, the supply of the materials is kind of coming back on track, like the timber and stuff. A lot of it was sourced from Canada, I believe. And yeah. uh, that is, that's more leveled off. But like you say, getting it, <laughs> getting it distributed around the country then is the, is the issue.
1: It felt very reactive, though, didn't it? It felt like, a oh, shit, we've got a problem. Oh, yeah, do you want to drive a truck? It's, you know what I mean? Like, it, that's what it felt like. It was a bit sort of, did you not see this coming? You know, that it was quite an obvious hole. It was quite an obvious issue, especially because so much... The, the development market has taken off because over covid it's the construction industry that just it was the one of the strongest it just kept on going it didn't actually stop even when social distancing was in place and you know we were in full blown lockdown the trade kept kept trading so you know they had a business model they had uh, they they could see that that was something that was going to be an issue and then when the supply issue you know was was obviously an issue you know and then got rectified because of the measures that were put in place hello distribution's the next thing the demand's constant so you know it's the other two that need to be worked on so it felt like a very reactive um solution
2: Hmm. well um just got some stats up about um construction and and cost of materials in particular so um in the last Three months of the year, um, there was a higher than anticipated increase in material costs. It's so increased in 16% over the last three months. Uh-huh. And builders are expecting um, a further 12% increase in the cost of their materials over the next six months. Um, that's some research that has uh, been carried out.
1: How much, um, sorry, they expected to do what?
2: Another 12% increase on the cost, wow. so, so yeah. the material's still going up. So I think building in contingencies is, is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the cost of materials in, in construction a three bed semi-detached house has increased by 14% uh, between January and September 21. It's expected to grow to 15% by the end of the year. Um, so the pressure on material prices and availability is expected to continue at least until the end of 2022 labor shortages are expected to evolve as the significant driver for overall construction cost increases next year and the construction sector would need to compete for it with other sectors and that's from um the um, building cost information service so oh, there's no, a
1: building cost information service who knew <laughs>
2: Um, yeah, the Building Cost Information Service Materials Cost Index.
1: Wow. there's a wow, that's thing
0: riveting.
2: <laughs> I know. <laughs> I should but have time reading, goes, boys. It just goes to show that um, yeah, it, this can maybe it inform what strategy you employ this year. So 2022, do you want to be developing uh, and um, or, or do you want to be prepping? To develop or investing instead so one thing that we've been talking about for a little while is actually do we actually want to develop right now um so our most recent projects won't be being developed until towards the end of the year so we'll have some more cost certainty um but there's an argument to say that actually we should hold off developing that one because it's tenanted. um but that's to be determined um so i think yeah just buying and holding Buying existing portfolios that need some love, existing buy to existing HMOs that need some love, but don't necessarily need to have it straight away. Mm. Um, could be a way of um, building assets whilst the market is still growing. Um, buying in bulk, getting bulk discounts, that type, of, that type of thing. So, yeah, that's where my mind is at 2022, based on 2021.
1: So it's like what you're saying is a good or a potential idea would be to when you're looking to buy new stock, you know, have the kind of the income and the capital element of it, but the more development capital element would possibly be like phase two. So like phase one is the buy and hold and just enjoy like cash flow from day one, potentially with just some residual works with a view to when things calm going down the more gain work route
2: yeah and being more flexible on what returns um we're looking for in day one so maybe expect uh, accept a lower return as long as you've got cash flow on day one and then put, uh, drive the return in in one or two years
1: yeah 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 that makes sense and actually is kind of what i'm i'm doing actually um, if i think about it in those terms um, yeah with with a couple of projects so you guys know that I've got land up in Lincoln that I've literally done nothing with partly because of personal circumstances but you know partly because COVID just meant it just wasn't what I wanted to do at all really because it meant Mm -hmm. developing and sort of building from the ground upwards um so yeah it's just been a a labor of love but the latest project that I've bought is it's the same thing it's got this huge amount of land at the back that's a nice to have for later but the idea of doing something now feels really ugh (laughs) feels a bit yeah a bit scary um Mm -hmm. but it's a nice to have for later so I think looking at corner plots end plots which we do anyway don't we we're always looking for potential but yeah that that's quite a nice little strategy sort of actively looking for oh nice to have you know in in phase two projects whilst as providing that it stacks from day one and you can you know it's it's positively cash flowing and your returns decent so yeah interesting Mm. Mm. no we're all looking at you I feel like you've got pearls of wisdom in there you can add to that just yeah, stroke yeah. of genius what you going to say?
0: <laughs> nothing nothing I was just thinking that was a conversation killer because we all shut up straight after it <laughs>
1: <laughs> you had a look on your face it's like oh what shall I get from the bar you know like there's that proper like oh, what shall I have what drink shall I have next even though I mean I'm the only one drinking out of the three of us I hasten to add you boys have been relatively well unbelievably and uncharacteristically Nile um sober for our new year episode
0: I
2: <laughs> heard, oh, it is, uh, dry january after all oh so, true
0: so, yeah, oh, yeah dry gin dry white wine martini <laughs> oh boy that's not are you both on dry january then um no, yeah i don't know yeah
1: you don't i love that you're just going to take take <laughs> each day as it comes see how you feel
2: <laughs> am i dry today am yeah. i wet
1: today am i dry uh, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I never do it I never do um dry January I just don't like the idea of you know just restricting myself uh to that yeah. that level especially if I, I never drink unless it's like a, you know a wedding or some major event I never tend to drink crazy crazy anymore so yeah I'm like why am I why am I doing this if it's a glass of wine you know a couple of times a month I'm not gonna you know deny myself this so yeah this is not a dry january for me
2: yeah. as, you, as you know I'm, I'm all or nothing so it'll be uh, <laughs> all of january and then dry then all of february probably quite no um so i'm gonna I think, try, try a bit longer i know, I know um uh, lara is looking to do uh three months so mm-hmm.
1: yeah got three months over it's a funny way of wording it that doesn't it, it sounds like yeah it's like kicking the habit, but it's not. It's just. It. I, I know what you mean. Like it's giving the uh, liver rest. Yeah, mm. but but the most regenerative organ, may I say? So you know, it's constantly yep. just you know recycling. But it, need,
2: but it needs time to regenerate. So. Uh...
1: Yeah, but I suppose yeah. it depends on how often you drink. I mean, I suppose like yeah.
0: Anyway, welcome to AA. Uh, <laughs> 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 ah, so true uh, so
1: there we go looking um, forward to
0: 2022 dry <laughs> yeah mostly. it's dry it's bleak looking ahead
1: <laughs> it's dry property jam content it's dry everything dry yeah. dry
2: well, if, you, if you go back a year you know we we were um, in the midst of uh, I can't even remember now some kind of probably a lockdown um yeah. this time last year and yeah we were looking at yeah 2021 is going to be the year that yeah, everything goes back to normal and you know lots of opportunities and yeah you know, I think we were quite optimistic about about it and I, yeah I think yeah. there's been lots of good things that have happened in 2021. Um but I want to be optimistic about 2022. <laughs> it's like things are gonna get back to normal <laughs> and we're gonna have lots of opportunities and then it is the case.
0: Well I think it's I think it's it's um 2021 wasn't a bad year. So it wasn't that being optimistic was a bad thing or that it didn't happen. I think it was just Maybe not as what we thought it was going to be, but it was still a good year for us in the main. Um, We're still here, business is still doing well, we're still progressing, we're still evolving, we're still growing. Um, So I I think it's positive all round.
1: You're just not drinking. I mean, that's
0: okay. That's okay.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 2021 didn't drive you to drink then. That's a good thing.
0: (laughs) No, 2020 (laughs) did that.
1: Well, this is yeah. It's funny you say that. Actually, I was thinking about this. You know, when it first hit. Didn't it? It was just what the heck, you know. And then there was all this promise of, you know, twenty twenty one. But it, it, it's like you say no, It's not been a disaster of a year, but I don't think it's probably panned out in the way that most of us projected or anticipated. Certainly on the property side. And then I don't know this idea of going back to normal in property or anything else. Mm. I just don't think. Exists anymore? I don't think. I think that's what normal is: is the fact that we will be adjusting to a new normal, um, and that will be. I was, wait, I was
2: waiting for it.
1: I know the, the new, new normal.
2: normal.
1: Yeah, is the new normal, and you know, I'm not, I don't want to throw the pivot word in there, but I think we are going to have to pivot, pivot. to a new pivot to a pivot. new normal. So yeah, and I think that new normal is a good thing. I think, particularly with the way that we work. So you know this remote working element we've seen ricochet right across every profession and industry so you know if you think about it on the conveyancing side if you think about it on the you know the the mortgage side the world of finance everything has just become more satellite and I don't think that's going to change anytime soon and the same with housing demand and supply we're answering that change in demand, which means we're customizing our business strategies, which means, you know, like, that's not going to change anytime soon. So it's just... Change is the new norm. Change is, yeah. And, and uncertainty for a wee bit longer, I think, I would say, until it feels less uncertain because it's become the new normal.
2: Well, I, I think there is quite a bit of certainty in, in the the market because we can predict at the moment that house prices are going to be strong yeah like that's there's actually more certainty in fact the uncertainty provided certainty in the market like people thought things were going to happen but actually it's been the most almost predictable market for the last two years it's just been going up and up and up and up um so um, it, it actually has been relatively predictable and i think it's going to be continually predictable for a good while longer now
0: mm, I think mm. being, being patient is definitely the new norm (laughs) and just waiting just ride it out because it's you have to we can't like you talked about earlier we cannot just jump on the first property deal that comes along because it's the only one that's available we just have to wait
2: we'll let someone else do that and then they can lose their shirt on it
1: (laughs) yeah exactly it's the long game it's the the hair and the tortoise isn't it yeah that's you know i think you know two lessons you always learn in property right is that everything costs more and takes longer than you first think right so contingency is always the king and queen of of any project, right we know that i think covid is just like it's completely exacerbated yeah it's like i already was but now it really really is like that it's like right okay so
2: whether it is really or whether people use it as an excuse it's it's quite interesting Yeah, you kind of see people go, oh, COVID, and just for an excuse for for bad service.
1: Well, yeah, certainly on the service provision side, that's been a real frustration, hasn't it? It's like, oh, because of COVID, because of COVID. You know, it's like, well, really? Because if you're, I think, actually, you know what, on the credit card side, I found this, you know, sort of speaking to credit card companies about, you know, the usual. If you're not going down the app route, which is, you know, a computer says yes or no, you actually want to speak to a human being now it's just continuously signposting you back to self-service so people just signposting you back to the app or they're just sort of saying oh because of covid because of covid it's like well so and you just kind of heard this excuse right across the board in different sectors but particularly the world of finance and law and you're like come on come on you guys are in a call center like, or uh, telecommunications mean you can actually work at home. So what's this COVID stuff? What
2: is this? Like,
1: yeah. I, remember, I remember
2: calling, uh, calling a, one of the banks we work with, actually, they call, so there was a refinance going on or something going on at the time. Um, and uh, they're having a call with this like senior manager at this bank. And then like dogs and kids running in. And he's <laughs> like, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> so it's actually a bit of an icebreaker. So we're trying to have this serious conversation about, you know, he's kind of vetting us for for this loan yeah. and you um, end up having a more human conversation.
1: Yeah. And also, I think because of COVID and so many of more, I guess, the junior workforce in many places were furloughed. Um, Max Max rainer friend of the podcast, actually said this. It was his favorite time to make phone calls because if you wanted to get the finance outcome you were looking for, the best time to ring them was during COVID because it was the bosses that were answering the phone. It was the decision makers that were answering the phone because everyone else was on furlough. And I was like, that's such a good point, you know. Whereas you haven't got the gatekeepers, um, and it's true. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of, a lot of people got what they were looking for um, because they got through to the right person true dad mm. true dad
2: so. so so um one thing that I thought would be quite fun to do um because uh, if anyone hasn't listened to our episode of the beginning of 2021 uh, we talked about goal setting and and um, new year's resolutions and poo-pooing them a little bit um or giving our own take on it so what I've done I've gone and googled the 100 best new year quotes for 2022 or just in general and what i'm going to do is i'm going to, we're going to take the same approach to um, episodes we do with our guests i'm going to scroll down these uh, 100 quotes then i'm going to read the quote and I, I want to kind of get a sense of whether we think it rings true or not
1: or Q joe's rans. <laughs> or
2: uh, or yeah basically it's um, just one the sort of comedy value from joe really um so i'm now scrolling and niall can you say stop stop okay um we all get the exact same 365 days the only difference is what we do with them oh for fuck's
1: sake
0: <laughs> i just saw joe's eyes roll as you were reading that sentence
1: i feel like half of these quotes are just like some, you know, you some, some one of them look, I, I know, know them. but like oh, we, we we sort of tested the theory a little bit earlier like full <laughs> disclosure and like f- first I'm just like, someone gets paid to just state the freaking obvious.
2: Okay, yeah. moving on. Let's see if we can find a, a quote which is less obvious. All right. Okay. Jay, you, you said gone. Just... Go on. was that oh,
0: Well, I was just thinking, if you, you're thinking about it from where we are right now or where you are right now. But someone okay. that's not in our mindset and may not have that positive outlook may need reminding once in a while that they can do it too.
1: That's an excellent and very valid point, actually. Um, Thank you. Yeah.
2: yeah i say joe's alienated half our audience there so i did uh,
1: sorry sorry i'll the bring them back
2: uh joe yeah, yeah. whenever you're ready say stop
1: all right stop
2: act as if what you do makes a difference it does
0: yeah
1: okay so this kind of links into a lot about why I, I speak on um on the public speaking side of things so So, you know, my whole get up is like perform all you are. If you are in tune with all that you are and all that you bring to your business, it creates impacts. And so, you know, if you create impact, then you're leaving your mark on the world. So I think that, that that quote has resonates. It's a little bit like fake it till you make it, isn't it? It's got sort of spatterings of that vibe going on that if you step into that, you embody who you want to be, you ultimately become it
2: to remember that um everything you do does have an impact even if a very small one um mm-hmm. on on somebody. so you could have what seems like a relatively small impact from your perspective um but it could be a huge impact for for somebody and I'm sure we've all had we've all inadvertently given people huge impacts in their lives just yeah.
1: But also there's a something, there's the other side of that coin as well. And I suppose this comes back to being very mindful of the impact that you do have and the responsibility you have as a as an individual in, a, I guess, a teaching position or a mentoring position or public speaking position is that you can impact in the wrong way, albeit unintentionally. So it's about being very mindful of your messages and mindful of your responsibility, I think, too.
2: Also just being honest and your true self, as you say. Uh, yeah, because that way you're less likely to mess up in that way.
1: Hundred
2: percent. And um, get people the wrong end of the stick. And generally, if someone gets the wrong end of the stick from what you're saying, it's probably because of their perspective.
1: Yeah, they're projected. Yeah, yeah it's true.
2: So, scrolling again. Can we get a better one? Oh on no! Stop. Okay. Gandhi. Uh-uh. Be the change you wish to see in the world.
1: Oh, it's similar.
2: This is very similar is why I'm going to move on to the one below it. Um, the future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams.
1: Oh, hang on! Say that again.
2: The future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams. We on a similar similar topic still, aren't we? That was Eleanor Roosevelt.
1: Hang on! Can you say it again? Can you hear it one more time?
2: The future.
1: Yeah. Belongs. So the future is belongs to yeah
2: those who believe who believe in the beauty of their dreams
1: yeah see i take issue with the latter bit i don't know about you now
0: well it's <clears throat> issue saying that if you've got dreams and ambitions and working towards them then you can achieve them
2: and it's their it's uh, there to be they, their there. belief in their dreams they, they believe yeah. that their dream is <laughs> worthwhile therefore um, the future belongs to them
1: yeah and i think people
0: have lots of people have dreams and aspirations but do nothing to towards them or to help them become reality
2: because they're not they don't believe in them enough they don't think it's actually possible it becomes a like the beauty of their dreams as a as they say a you know a a goal without um, a dream
1: without a plan is just a wish
2: yeah that one thank you very much so um it, it's it's about yeah you've got to believe in it and then act on it haven't you really act
1: on yeah it, but yeah. it goes beyond that because it's there's a suggestion that the future is a universal thing that you know the whole world's future is is in, in the hands of those who have beautiful dreams and i suppose mm. there is a slight element to that but to me that's a very subjective thing it's your future it's it's not the future it's your future and that's not a universal thing so i can't I could have lovely dreams about you know rainbows and unicorns um but that's not going to help the the climate change you know what i mean like it's not it's 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 well i mean obviously it will you know rainbows and unicorns help the planet we know that um but i think i think for me that that should be adjusted to say your future not the future
2: okay okay i like this one May all your troubles last as long as your New Year's resolutions.
1: Oh, that's cool.
0: you are all gone by the 2nd of January.
1: (laughs) Unless you're really good at keeping to your New Year's resolutions, in which case, you are fucked. (laughs) That's a year's worth of pain right there.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Followed by another year's worth of pain. (laughs) (laughs)
1: This is so so Uh, silly. Okay.
2: Yeah. Do you want to do any more? One more. One for the One. One. One for the year? One more for the year. Okay. I'm scrolling. Oh. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Stop. Um, I i better read this first.
1: He's doing a practice run in his head.
2: No, tonight's really December. Just to start... To, 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 tonight Tonight's december 31st something is about to burst the clock oh. is crouching dark and small like a time bomb in the hall hark it's midnight children dear duck here comes another year
1: do you know what that's nile haven't had too much to drink and literally waiting outside the toilet before he vomits that's what that is
2: <laughs> i do not vomit
1: You you don't the alcohol Actually, you, you really don't. You are like the the, the 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 sponge that keeps sponging. Like it's quite unbelievable. There is no exit strategy with your alcohol whatsoever. Um yeah. <laughs> it's true. I've never seen someone absorb alcohol like you can. It's so impressive.
2: <laughs> well yeah, where does it go?
1: Where does it go? Where does it go? no people tend to have multiple exit strategies when it comes to alcohol it's going north or south with Niall it's neither it goes to the epicenter of his soul
0: yeah
2: and and feeds it
0: (laughs) unbelievable (laughs) oh dear Amazing. well feeling the love guys thank you happy new year to you too (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a
1: really weird one can we end on another one I feel like that's really weird I want one more
2: Okay. Do you want me to try and pick? No, I'm going to go random.
1: Go random.
2: Yeah. When are you ready? <laughs> I thought you were doing the random. Okay, fine. Um, the new year stands before us like a chapter in a book waiting to be written.
1: Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you do don't have actually to be fair that's my whole life philosophy don't make a plan just just go with
2: it Uh, here we go youth is when you're allowed to stay up late on new year's eve middle age is when you're forced to no
0: uh speak for yourselves no i've never no also I i don't i
1: don't i don't subscribe to middle age just yet because we're living longer so like we're still you know super crazy young
2: yeah, we don't know whether we've got to the middle until we until we've got to the end. So
1: right. <laughs> we could have passed it. We don't even know.
2: <laughs> oh, God. Well, really some of you might it. say you're past it, but that's a different story. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: okay, I, th- um, I think we're, we're started wandering off topic, yeah. So I think we should start to wrap up um our first episode of the year 2022. Um, thank you to all of our listeners for uh, being with us throughout 2021. And we look forward to an epic um, adventure through 2022. And uh, we've got some amazing guests in store, as usual. Um, if you'd like to hear anything particular, uh, please do get in touch with us. Um, our email address is Niall. Property oh, Jam
0: at Outlook.com. You want to
2: Property. say that again?
0: <laughs> it's Property Jam Podcast at outlook
2: there you go yes Yes. so uh, let's let's wrap up in true property jam style which is a goodbye from me
1: it's a goodbye and happy new year from me and
2: it's a goodbye from me too